Hi there, history lovers, and welcome back to The President, a podcast created by yours truly, Shreya Senthil Kumar. And if you're new, welcome to my podcast. I hope you stay with us for a long time. Anyways, let's get started with today's topic, James Monroe. Monroe was born on April 28, 1758 in Virginia to Spence and Elizabeth Monroe. He had an older sister and three younger brothers. Monroe began his political career in 1782 by entering the Virginia Legislature. Then in 1790, eight years later, he joined the U.S. Senate as Thomas Jefferson's acting lieutenant. Monroe was an anti-federalist. He didn't believe in a strong central government. He also became a strong figure in the Democratic-Republican Party. Eventually, he became the fifth president of the United States and the last revolutionary patriot to become president. Now that you got a rough understanding of him, let's dive into the important foreign and domestic issues slash achievements that took place during his term in office. known for the Monroe Doctrine, which was created on December 2, 1823 by John Quincy Adams. It was a response to the potential threat of future attempts by European powers to colonize or reclaim lost territory. It stated that the U.S. would no longer interfere in internal political affairs of European countries or obstruct any existing European colonies in the New World. It also claimed that the Western Hemisphere was no longer available for further European colonization and that if they tried in any way to colonize, it would be considered a hostile act against the U.S. The doctrine became the foundation of U.S. foreign policy, and the many future presidents referred to this when dealing with American involvement in foreign affairs. helping the Seminole people raid U.S. settlements. Because of that, Monroe sent General Andrew Jackson in 1817 to stop the raids. Jackson led an invasion into Florida and attacked the Seminole villages and captured Spanish territory. Not soon after, President Monroe returned all the property to avoid war with the Spanish. This action initiated negotiation between Secretary of State John Quincy Adams and Spanish Minister Luis Leones creating the Adams-Onus Treaty. The terms on the treaty were, the U.S. gives up claims to Texas and gains Florida. The U.S. has to pay the $5 million they owed Spain, and that the 42nd parallel was the set boundary between Spanish territory and Oregon country. about the domestic issues that occurred during Monroe's time in office. The first one is the Missouri Compromise. After the Louisiana Purchase, the U.S. gained lots of new territory, where there were no rules about slavery. As a result, the balance of free and slave states in Congress was gone. 
This created trouble between northern and southern states. Some almost decided to leave the Union. During 1819, the number of free states were greater than the number of slave states. Therefore, they added Alabama as a slave state, which restored the balance in Congress. Then, in 1820, Missouri applies to join the Union as a slave state, which starts an intense debate in Congress. However, thanks to Henry Clay, who created the Missouri Compromise, the balance was once again restored. The Compromise had added Missouri as a slave state and Maine as a free state. It had also outlawed slavery north of the 3630 line of latitude. domestic issue that took place was the McCulloch vs. Maryland case, which happened in 1819. It took place at the Supreme Court while John Marshall was the Chief Justice. This case began when the Bank of the United States that was located in Baltimore refused to pay Maryland's taxes. Eventually, the case blew up and was taken to the Supreme Court. This debate between the state and national bank brought many questions, such as, is it possible for states to tax federal slash national banks, and if the Bank of the United States was even constitutional? After the hearing, Chief Justice John Marshall ruled the Bank of the United States as constitutional using the necessary and proper clause, and that Maryland did not have the power to tax the national bank. Before we say our goodbyes, here are two interesting facts about James Monroe. Number one, James Monroe was the third president to die on July 4th. Crazy, right? Here's another one. At the young age of 16, Monroe had inherited his father's entire estate and became responsible for taking care of his three younger brothers while ensuring his family's property was well kept. I could never imagine. the end of today's podcast i just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the president and i hope you leave here today with some new information thank you again and bye